Good morning. The Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. With the elemental sound of the didgeridoo, the voice of Vimala, and the Global Roots Group, here is the mantra that is at the base of all creation, honoring that aspect of divinity who is the support of the root. Over the last so long, we've been looking into the nature of the energy centers which are placed along the spine, and which are at the core of our subtle spiritual being. Today we will be considering the sixth, the Agya Chakra, situated in the middle of the brain. The Agya is the gateway to the last energy center, the Sarastrara Chakra. And so this, the Agya, is the penultimate step on the journey to our self-realization, our yoga, our union with divinity. This is Brian Bell talking, and John Tedesco is on the panel putting the program together. <clears throat> it's the Kundalini, the life force within each one of us, rising from its coils at the base of the spine, in the sacrum bone, rising up through each of the energy centers, and eventually piercing through the bone at the top of the head, the bone that was soft in our babyhood, the fontanelle bone. It is the freeing and activating and rising up of this kundalini energy that brings about our enlightenment, our moksha, our self-realization. And to our great good fortune, Srimataji Nirmala Devi, the founder of Sahaja Yoga, has found a very simple way for us to take this wonderful leap forward in our evolution, this realization of the self, this manifestation of the spirit, this ability to feel the very essence of our being on our central nervous system. Towards the end of the program, Srimataji will be offering this great gift through which we gain sweet meditation, our health, well-being, peace and joy, our oneness with the Spirit. 
Here's a delightful South American song of the 1600s. It's encouraging everyone to join in the worship of the Divine Mother and the birth of God on earth. One of its verses says, Play and dance, ho! Because we have, ho! Fire in the snow, ho! Snow in the fire, ho! Agia, sixth of the main energy centres, situated at the crossing of the optic thalamus, the pineal and the pituitary glands. It influences and is influenced by what we see, what we hear, what we think. The day of the week that the Agia Chakra is associated with is Sunday. Its colour is white, its planet is the sun. Its element is light. This is very important. We'll be coming back to this. Its gemstone is diamond. Its place on the hand, where we can feel if the Agya energy center is clear and doing its job or not, is the ring finger on each hand. And the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ was directly related to the opening up of this chakra. Here's another short South American song, this time encouraging everybody to join in the praise of God, the baby Jesus, and his divine mother.
Like all the other chakras, the Agya has a right, left and a central aspect. Planning, over-organizing, dominating others can take us further and further into the tensions, anger, even violence of the right. Memories, conditioning, over-emotionalism, lack of self-confidence can take us further into the depression, the insecurity, the pain and the fear of the left. Self-realization, however, meditation and the resulting development of our balance, our detachment, our knowledge can bring us to the joys of the centre. The right channel, the channel of action, has its potential for outlooking and ongoing demands and activities and it eventually ends up in the brain area as the ego, a balloon of self-centeredness. And the left channel, the channel of desire with its potential for interning, fear and self-harm, eventually ends up in the brain area as the superego, a balloon of the opposite type of self-centeredness. To gain our self-realization, the Kundalini must thread its way between these balloons of ego and superego, must draw them back into the center, must establish a balance so that it can rise and take the last step to the crown chakra, the sarstra, the yoga, the union with divinity. Here's a song praising the divine. The words are Hebrew from the Old Testament. The music is by Elizabeth Henshaw and it is performed by Zephyr on their new CD called Flame. Thank you. 
the nature and the structure of the Agya Chakra is really quite complex. Here is Shramataji Nirmala Devi explaining and making fun of our conditionings and other aspects of our Agya problems. We take two conditionings. Say, if I'm an Indian, then I'm very proud of Indians. I can never see anything wrong with her. Or I may see everything wrong with her. It can be both ways. How you have been conditioned is the point. And this conditioning comes to us through our sixth center of Agya. And the another thing that we develop when somebody tries to condition us or to control us, we try to get out of it or sometimes we try to dominate. This dominating capacity is also within us, innately built. Both things are innately built within us that we go on getting ourselves conditioned. For example, I would say that in very stupid, silly manner people get conditioned. It's impossible to get them out of it. It always comes out of self-centeredness, that a person has no value for understanding. Like now somebody comes to your house, he's a vegetarian, all right, now stays with you. So I'm a vegetarian. Now you must get new utensils to cook the food, because I can't have food in the utensils where the meat is cooked, right? Then you must get your servant in a proper manner, so send him to some place where you can get the well water. The servant must be absolutely drenched. This is typical Indian old style and should go and draw the water from the well and bring it for drinking and cooking. While the servant dies of pneumonia, doesn't matter. All such stupid conditionings we have. But it's not only that in the East you find all this conditioning, the West is even worse. For example, they have clubbing. Now there are clubs where people wear particular type of clothes. It's a club. Now if they wear something else, then everybody will laugh at them. Or how to use the spoon and fork is very important in the West. How they use spoon and fork, especially English, have this nonsensical conditioning. If somebody uses the fork and spoon in a wrong way, then finished, he is nowhere, he is not sophisticated. The ideas of sophistication and all that comes through conditioning of ages. Because maybe they were primitive to begin with, 
they had no clothes, proper clothes to wear. Might be they were covering themselves with some leaves or something. I mean, only hundreds of years back. So now they have jumped to the other side, very particular about their dress, very particular about folk and folk. And they just can't bear something that is different. I don't like that, it's very common there. I don't like. I don't like. Now, they came to India. We don't like what you don't like. We don't like the way Indians dress up, all right? You dress up the way you like, let Indians dress up the like they like. Now, why do you think that your dress in England will suit here in India, which is such a hot, hot, hot country. But no, this is how we are. It's quite funny the way they have. And this conditioning goes on into such a deep manner that nobody sees the stupidity behind it. For example, if the Queen has invited you, you must wear a tailcoat. And now it's very expensive to have a tailcoat. Now, they have to go to a particular shop to borrow it. Sometimes they are loose and sometimes they are tight. I have seen people coming to these parties, Queen's parties. I could never recognize them because somebody looked like Charlie Chaplin <laughs> or somebody looked like Laurel or somebody like Hardy. I could make out who are these people. Then I was told he's that such and such ambassador. Oh my God, I know him very well. What has happened to him? They cannot walk straight. Their gait changes because of the clothes which are so tight sometimes and sometimes so loose. But you have to wear. All these formal ideas come to us as a kind of a part and parcel of you because you accept all these conditionings. So the other side, it goes to that we abandon all this, we don't want all this, we are anti-culture. So I met one gentleman who was wearing a pant which had lots of holes in it. Imagine in the cold of London to wear a pant like that. So I said, why do you want to wear a pant which has holes? He said, this is a holy pant. Holy? My goodness, it will give you miraculous veins, it's horrible. What's wrong? We are anti-culture people, so we are by, um, taking now to holy pants. I mean, such stupid people are not only who are uneducated, but very well-educated people, highly placed people are so conditioned. And this conditioning has caused so much damage to human beings. I'm 
That was Global Roots again, this time with their version of the Lord's Prayer, in Syrian Aramaic, the language Jesus and his disciples talked. Thoughts come from either side, either the left side or the right. They're concerned with the past or the future. That's all thoughts are. So the more we think, the more we are dragged out of the center into what has been or what is to come. A hundred years ago, Western societies tended to be in the left, conditioning ruled attitudes. Patriotism was basic to politics. Everyone tended to know and defend their particular place in the social scheme of things. Nowadays, however, the pressures are very much from the right. We are encouraged to get out and buy. Everybody must purchase things to sustain the nation's wealth. We must plan for the future, the advertisements say. Newspapers want us to think about things, opinionate. Often our thinking pattern itself moves from right to left and even back again. We remember something from the left, move into the right to plan some action, and then move back into the left again to worry about it. With this thinking pattern, there is a tiny gap between each thought and the next. A quiet, split of the second, thoughtlessness. Not of the past, not of the future, but of the here and now. And it is in this balance, between thoughts, that the Spirit speaks to us. This is where creativity is at its most vital and revealing. This is where peace and joy exist. Through meditation we can develop, we can lengthen this split of a second thoughtlessness into an ever-present now. And through this meditation grant and gain the balance of knowledge, of perception, of detachment, of love. How? How can we clear the distractions of left and right out of our agya and gain this valuable meditative state? Well, <clears throat> we can light a candle and place it on something so that it is behind the head during meditation. This helps to burn away the mental garbage. We also have, as Shirataji has told us, a very useful mantra, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Among the most important sections of this prayer are Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. If we say this from the very depths of our being, we have to humble down. We have to see ourselves as we are, a part of God's creation. And the other very important section is we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgiveness clears away all the resentment, the jealousy, the hate that can so harm us. Forgiveness 
is another very valuable means of clearing out the Agya Chakra. So saying the Lord's Prayer helps us to gain the humility and the freedom from obsessions which allows us to clear the gunk out of the Agya Chakra and open ourselves up to the Spirit. Here's the Lord's Prayer again, this time sung in Russian by the Sahaja musical group in Perth. It's from their Mauli by Bhakti CD.
But if your agya is clear, if your ego is finished, if there is no domination of any kind in your mind, and also your conditioning is finished, then you become the channel of creating peace. You are the one, wherever you are, you can create peace. This is something, a special thing for surgeries to know that if you have no agya, it may look like you are suffering, but you are not. You are doing it for others, for surroundings, for your friends, for, for your neighbors, you can say for your countrymen, for all of them. When you have no agya, you become such a big source of divine force that it can work out anything. It can change, transform people. It can happen like that and uh, it has happened to many people before individually. But now collectively I'm sure all this anger, all this temperament of aggression and all these challenges from all these nasty people can be brought to an end with the people who have no ego with the people who are not justifying their wrongdoings, with the people who have a clear-cut idea as to what is the truth. They may speak, they may not speak, makes no difference. Whatever they are, but they are such a big shield against those aggressive forces which are ruining the peace of the world. So Christ did it for the peace to bring peace on this earth. It's very important there should be peace, but if there's no peace within, how can you have peace outside? It's very surprising how so many countries who talk of peace are engaged in wars, fighting. How can you have like that? They have no solution, they don't understand. The only solution I find is to transform them in Sahaja That's the only one. You have to take out their ego. You can see in many people it resists. It is there, it is working. This ego is very, very dangerous thing people have. So this one was the one which was really handled by Jesus. He tried to neutralize your ego. He tried to take out the problems of the ego, to make you a humble, mild person. To say that a humble and mild person is always in danger is the wrong thing to say. See the when the people are aggressive and people are trying to dominate. The humble man is the winner, not the one who dominates. So main thing is now to watch out for your Mr. Ego, how it works. It's very interesting, very interesting to see how it makes a drama, how it tries to cover up things, how it tries to show that you are superior to others. It's, it is to be seen. It is to be seen very clearly what this Agai is up to.
It's a very, very uh, mischievous thing, very harmful thing and most embarrassing also. Was yet another version of the Lord's Prayer, this time sung in Maori by Mary Marshall. It's very easy to get lost in the collective we. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's all right. It's the collective forgiveness. I only have to provide a little bit of it. Everybody else is responsible too. We can use the we as self-protection. So sometimes, to get things firmly into perspective, it's good to take on the whole responsibility and say the Lord's Prayer in the first person. Give me this day my daily bread and forgive me my trespasses 
as I forgive those who trespass against me, and lead me not into temptation. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory for ever and ever. So, by using the light of a candle, by saying the mantra of the Lord's Prayer, and by forgiving, we can gain compassion and love, which are the main qualities of the Agya Chakra. Then, from the balance of the center, we can draw appropriate action and dynamism from the right side, memory and emotion of the appropriate sort from the left, allowing the Kundalini to flow freely and grant us oneness with the Spirit. This music is being played by Hare Prasad Chaurasia. He's performing Raga Bageshri, a combination of notes that is especially soothing for the Agya Chakra. For those of you who would like your self-realization, or would like to deepen your self-realization, if you already have it, here is Shumataji Nirmala Devi. She is talking to a huge collection of seekers at the Royal Albert Hall in London in 2001. So as Shumataji suggests, slip off your shoes, sit comfortably, place the hands on the lap, palm upward, and relax. Firstly, you don't have to do anything. Meaning, also don't think what I've said. Try to keep your thoughts very peaceful. And I'm sure all of you can get yourself ready. But how many will grow? because you have to come to the follow-up. Then you have to practice it in the centers and it works out. 
little bit time you have to give to yourself and to this global problem. You have to dedicate yourself. It's very important you have to dedicate yourself. That doesn't mean that you have to become sannyasi or you have to be busy with this for twenty-four hours, nothing. But this dedication will make you so much one with yourself, with the whole universe that I don't have to tell you that you dedicate, you'll dedicate by yourself. So please don't stay here if you don't want to have Self-realization, nothing will happen to you. Please leave the hall in case you don't want Self-realization. What you have to do is not to do anything, to put just your hands towards me. Of course, if you are wearing shoes, better take them out because Mother Earth is very important. Please put both the hands towards me. You don't have to pray, you don't have to say anything, just put your hands towards me, just like this. Now please close your eyes, it's important. Please close your eyes. This power, Kundalini, is placed in the triangular bone known as sacrum, is sacred, and it rises through six centers of the parasympathetic and ultimately pierces through the fontanelle bone area, which was a soft bone in your head, on top of your head. When you were a child, it was a soft bone. It pierces through that and enters into the subtle energy of all-pervading power of Divine Love. They call it by different name, they call it Brahma Chaitanya, call it Chaitanya. Some call it as Ru. You may call it by any name, it's the love, love of God. Once you get connected with you, when you start feeling on your fingers some sort of a breeze, First some people will get hot, doesn't matter. But then it cools down and you get the cool breeze of the Holy Ghost, as they call it. 
and it starts flowing. You can now raise your left hand on top of your contadale bone area, keep your eyes shut and see for yourself if there's a cool or a hot breeze coming out of your head. You can move your hand. Now see with your right hand. If there's a cool or a hot breeze coming out of your fontanelle bone area, which was a soft bone in your childhood, see for this. Bend your head, better is to bend. Please bend your head. Again put your right hand towards me and see for yourself with the left hand, see if there is a cool breeze coming out of your head. If it is hot, it's all right, doesn't matter. It is coming because of the heat within you. Now all those who have felt cool or hot breeze in their hands or on their fingers or out of the fontanelle bone area, this is the real baptism, please raise both your hands. Just imagine, you are the soldiers who are going to save the world from its destruction. Try to understand your importance. You can put down your hand. Everyone practically has felt it. That means you are already matured to get your spiritual life. You are just on the brink of it. That's how you got it. It's last jump to reality. Now, you should know what is this, what are you, what is your spirit, and what you can do, what are your powers, what are spiritual powers. the end of our program. As Srimatsi was saying, it's a good idea, uh, almost essential, for people, once they've got their realization, to join with others in collective gatherings. Now, how do you find out the way to join the gathering nearest you? 
you can get onto the net and www.freemeditation.com. We wish you great joy in the coming week. We'll see you next week.